Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to Season 2 of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. In this week's little coffee break, I want to dig deep into Joshua chapter 4 and how we can use the holiday of Thanksgiving to obey God's commands to remember. You know, Thanksgiving is a uniquely American holiday. First of all, don't let anyone tell you that America isn't founded on Christian values. And don't let them convince you that Thanksgiving was founded on secular ideas. Thanksgiving is the time when we remember the separatist Puritan settlers of Plymouth, also known as the Pilgrims, and how they had a communal feast with the neighboring native tribe to celebrate their first harvest. It was a way for them to thank God for their many blessings. And since the settlement of the colonies, Americans have been setting aside days of thanksgiving and prayer as a way to remember significant events. In 1789, President George Washington issued a proclamation designating November 26 as a National Day of Thanksgiving to recognize the role of God's providence in creating our new country. You should read it to your kiddos this Thanksgiving. God and his provincial care oozes throughout this speech. And then later in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln took steps towards designating Thanksgiving as a permanent federal holiday. Again, read this one to your family. President Lincoln knew that during our nation's turbulent times, we needed more than ever to praise God for his provisions and to thank him for his protection. So Thanksgiving, it is a uniquely American Christian holiday. Today in America, Thanksgiving celebrations vary depending on the region. Italian-Americans gather around a huge pot of meatballs and spaghetti. And back home in my hometown of New Orleans, we swap out the traditional turkey dressing and squash soup for chicken gumbo, oyster dressing, and turduncan while we eat our yummy beignets for breakfast. But sadly, this year's Thanksgiving may look and sound a little different thanks to covid But we still have much to be thankful for, and it's clear that God commands us to remember. We are to remember His faithfulness, and we are to remind future generations that He fulfills His promises. So yes, Thanksgiving is founded on Christian values and biblical traditions. You know, Americans are not the first nation to bow its head before God the Creator to thank Him for His blessings and provisions. In the book of Leviticus, God commanded the Jews to celebrate Sukkot, which is a celebration and thanksgiving for the fall harvest. In chapter 23, verses 39 through 43, state, So beginning with the fifteenth day of the seventh month, after you have gathered the crops of the land, celebrate the festival to the Lord for seven days. The first day is a day of rest, and the eighth day is also a day of rest. On the first day, you are to take choice fruit from the trees and palm fronds and leafy branches and poplars and rejoice before the Lord your God. 
The books Leviticus and Deuteronomy are filled with God's commands for celebrations and festivals of remembrance. One of my favorite stories actually comes from the book of Joshua in chapter 4. God commanded the Israelites to set 12 stones, one for each tribe, on the banks of Gilgal as a reminder of how God miraculously helped them safely cross the waters of the Jordan River. God had promised that they would live in the land of milk and honey. The day the Ark of the Covenant crossed the Jordan River, the Israelites knew their time of wandering was over and that their generation would finally live in the promised land. Promises made, promises kept. It was time to remember God's faithfulness and to thank Him for His provisions and protection. In Joshua 4, God commanded the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant to step into the waters of the Jordan and to cross it. This may not seem very scary since we usually conjure up peaceful visions of John the Baptist baptizing the masses in the Jordan River. However, the baptisms took place on the banks of the Jordan River, not in the middle of it. The Jordan River is actually 156 miles long, and at some points it's 15 miles wide and more than 10 feet deep. But keep in mind, when the Israelites crossed it, it was also during flood season. And during hurricane season here in the United States, we're quite aware of how dangerous and plentiful floodwaters can be. But notice what the priests did, even though the waters were flooding the banks. They obediently stepped into the raging floodwaters. This, my friend, is a powerful picture for us. As homeschooling moms, how many crazy obstacles has God asked us to step into? Is coming home to homeschool a financial burden for you? Is God calling you to maybe move to a new community or city or state or maybe even a new country? Is God calling you to move your mother-in-law into your home and to take care of her while you're still homeschooling? Or maybe you're having a new, a new baby, yet God is still calling you to continue to homeschool all your other little blessings do. Have you or one of your children just been diagnosed with something that will slow you down or require more of your time and energy to battle? Or does just being called to homeschool another year feel like a huge mass of uncontrollable water splashing in your face. Whatever your floodwaters might be, you can rest assured that God is with you. Notice, not only was God before them, but he was with them in the Ark of the Covenant. Once their feet touched the Jordan River, God miraculously pushed the waters aside so the Israelites could cross on dry land. We need to remember that when God calls us to do hard things or to cross seemingly unsurmountable obstacles, that he makes a way for us. And not only is he with us, but he's before us and he's after us. Many of these Israelite adults were children when their parents safely passed through the Red Sea. And this is the main reason for the memorial stones. God instructed the Israelites to set 12 stones on the west bank of the Jordan River as a visual and physical reminder of his faithfulness, his protection, and his saving grace. In Joshua 4, verses 21 to 24, it says, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. 
For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, when he dried it up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, and that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So every time the Israelites saw these memorial stones, it would remind them to worship God for his saving grace. And every time the Israelite children would ask about this curious stone memorial before them, it reminded the Israelites to share the story of God's faithfulness to his people. And every time strangers in the land came upon the stone memorial, they would be reminded that the God of the universe is a mighty and awesome God. And you know, Mom, the same is true for us. We need to remember God's past faithfulness when facing present obstacles. We need to remember God saved us in the past. We need to remember He miraculously answered big and small prayers in the past. We need to remember He showed up in the past when we needed Him the most. We need to remember He was there for us even when no one else was. And how fun would it be to set up our own Joshua Stone Memorial? A friend of mine, she sets up a Joshua Stone Memorial every Thanksgiving. Each member of her family writes on a small stone a word or two about something that they're thankful for. Then, on Thanksgiving morning, they gather together and place their new stones on the stones from the past years. And after 10 years, they have quite a physical and spiritual reminder of God's faithfulness throughout the years. This backyard Joshua 4 stone memorial is a visual reminder for my friend. Every time she waters her garden or weeds or plays in the yard, she sees the memorial and is reminded of how much she has to be grateful for. Our family has a similar Memorial Thanksgiving tradition, too. However, we don't write them on physical stones. We write them on Thanksgiving stationery. Each year, we each write a list of five or more things that we're thankful for. And then at breakfast on Thanksgiving morning, we each take turns reading our Thanksgiving list. And then we end in prayer thanking God for the past year. All of the past year. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And over the years, I have saved these lists and placed them in our Thanksgiving faithfulness journal. It's fun to read past lists and to see God's hand in our lives throughout the years. My favorites are the lists from when my kids were little and they could barely write or spell. And you know, it's amazing to see how some friendships continue to bless our family each and every year and how past events have become major turning points in our family's life. By keeping track of our Thanksgiving list, we, the DeFranciscos, have set up our own little Joshua 4 stone memorial. Some moms make a Thanksgiving turkey out of construction paper. Each day in November, the kids write one thing that they're thankful for on a feather made out of colorful construction paper, and then they attach the feathers to the paper turkey. By the time Thanksgiving arrives, their Thanksgiving turkey is overflowing with a bounty of colorful feathers of gratitude. For several years, our family did something called Thanks for Giving. We would list all the people in our lives that we were thankful for. Teachers, pastors, coaches, friends, grandparents, aunts, uncles. And then every day, the kids and I would make or create homemade thank you cards. Thanks for Giving cards. We did this each day in November. 
It was our version of 30 days of gratitude. Even when it's not Thanksgiving time, I try to record important milestones or quote-unquote memorial stones in my Bible. When a prayer is answered, I write the date and how God answered the prayer in the margin next to my original prayer request. When God fulfills a promise, I record the date and how God specifically fulfilled the promise next to the verse I highlighted. And next to Philippians 1.6 in my Bible, I write the names of family members who have given their lives to Jesus and the date of their salvation. It's my way of remembering God's faithfulness and how he answers our prayers. And it's also my hope and prayer that when I go home to be with the Lord, the pages of my Bible will be a testimony to my kids and to my grandkids of God's loving kindness and grace to me and to our family when I was alive. This Thanksgiving, share the story of the pilgrims, but also share the story of Joshua and the crossing of the Jordan River. Meditate on God's word and reflect on his goodness in this crazy COVID 2020 year. What obstacles has God helped you cross this past year? How has God helped you and protected you? What promises has he fulfilled and what prayers has he answered? Search your heart this Thanksgiving. Are you asking God to cross your Jordan with you or do you try to navigate the flood waters alone? Are you surrounding yourself with fellow believers to help you face your obstacles or are you trying to do it alone? And this Thanksgiving, brainstorm ways you can express gratitude to God and to others. How do you remember God's faithfulness each day and throughout the year? What stones can you set up this year as a reminder of God's faithfulness to you and to your family? Are you keeping God's faithfulness to yourself? Or are you sharing your quote-unquote memorial stones with your family and with your friends? And what stones can you look back on this month to help you get through a present challenge? You know, God doesn't change. Just like he was faithful to you and your family in the past, he will be faithful now and in the future. This is the main reason God instructed Joshua and the Israelites to construct the memorial stones. This is the same reason we should look back and remember God's past faithfulness. He's worthy of our worship and praise, and we should be in awe of a Heavenly Father and mighty God and Savior. Remember, no matter how crazy it may seem right now, we truly have much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving season. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining us for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out my new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. You can get it on Amazon. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and now our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast, our Instagram, our website, and our new book, Just Breathe, with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or share it with a friend who's homeschooling. We're praying for you. Stay healthy, God bless, and see you next time.